welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. I'm Jessica. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 1, Episode 11, Eve. Well then, here we are. And we have a very special guest as... uh, Some of you may know her from the LSG media proper, and that is, of course, Jessica. So the three of us, myself, Josh, say hello, Josh. Hello. And Jessica. Oh, I get to say hello? Yeah. Hi. All right. That's all you get, though. Okay. (laughs) You wait until you're called on, young lady. Raise your hand. But um, we're here to talk about Eve. I know that um, Creepy Kids was something Josh was interested in hearing your take on, Jessica. This was actually his idea, so give credit where credit's due for being on this episode. You're welcome. Says Josh. Say it, Josh. You're very welcome. There you go. Thanks, I guess. <clears throat> yep, there you go. Yep. <laughs> Great. So, I don't know about you guys, but I was very excited to to watch this one again. I, it had been a while. I know you've been on the. I know you've been watching them all a lot lately, huh, Josh? Yeah, I've really been uh, been doing a lot of X filing. I don't get to watch a lot of TV, as I mentioned, but I'm I'm still slowly grinding. My complete series watch. I'm uh, mired down, um, really bogged down in the trenches of season eight currently. Mm. Um, needing a incredible artillery barrage and close air support to advance from episode to episode. <laughs> um, but then, fortunately, I get to do these little springs back into time and uh, you know watch episodes for the podcast. And then every once in a while, I just fucking watch a good one from another season. So, yeah, been watching a fair fair amount. Nice. Um, Jessica, I don't think you have. I know you sometimes catch them here and again, some of the episodes while they're playing, but it'd been a while for you. So I want to know your opening impressions for Eve right off the bat here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've watched, especially the early seasons, a lot of them as like kind of background noise almost. Um, I used to watch The X-Files when I go to bed and like leave it running. That's one of those shows. It's like that, Arrested Development, The Office. Those are my go-tos. Or like something murder, like Dateline, you know, that type of thing. Um, those are very, very different things. <laughs> <laughs> but equally you know, soothing at arrested bedtime. Arrested development or murder. <laughs> <laughs> Again, equally soothing at bedtime. Um, anyway, the, the last time I really watched The X-Files proper was when Dean and I very, very first started dating. So like seven and a half years ago. A really long time ago, I feel. Um, and we went back and we rewatched. Six years of bliss. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's been everything you could have hoped for. <laughs> anyway, we um we watched we watched most of the X Files. Then um, we kind of fell off when we got to a lot of the Doggett stuff because it was hard. And who cares if Mulder's not there? Anyone? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure someone does. Like his mom, maybe Doggett's mom, the actor who plays Doggett's mom. He probably cares. Well, Scully's still there for a lot of it. I know, but Sorry, it's not I'm the same. It's not no. the same. Um, anyway, so this episode is, I think there's a ton of fun episodes in season one. Like, really good Monster of the Week. What I love about the X-Files, and this is what I love about the X-Files. Creepy thing happens in a town somewhere. Mulder and Scully go to research it. More creepy shit happens. The end of the episode. The end of the story, basically. It's a nice little contained story. Um... This is super, super 
this is a really entertaining episode. I enjoyed rewatching it. Um, there were some little things about it I kind of forgot because I haven't sat down and actually paid attention to this episode in a while. Um, but it's a, it's an interesting story, and I just think the idea in general of the cloning people, the super soldiers, the, that type of thing, there's like a lot you can do with that, more so than this episode. Yeah, for sure. This is one of those that I feel like they could have revisited and didn't over the course of however many seasons, but they never, they kind of never really did that too much except with a few things here and there. You, you get, get, I guess you don't want to do that too much. You don't want to keep going back to the well, but it is definitely really cool. Um, what about you, Josh? I know you've been watching the shit out of this stuff, but... Yeah, I think I might have mentioned it last uh, episode, but this is an episode that I had seen a shitload um, as a kid along with... Uh, what the hell did we discover? Fallen Angel? Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, because they were on the same VHS tape, <clears throat> and for a period of probably two years, it was the only X-Files VHS, VHS tape I had in my dad's house. So if I ever wanted to watch an X-Files, I would just like put that tape back in. And I would like go through Deep Throat. It was kind of cool. Uh, or I'm sorry, Fallen, um, Fallen Angel. But then this was really my jam. I loved it. And so I have... Uh, man, I've seen this episode a ton of times. And it's, and it's one that I still go back and... I've seen it in the last year or two, probably. And then I watched it again. Um, I watched it last week, you know, because we had like an extra week off or recorded. And then I watched it tonight to take notes. And it doesn't doesn't get old to me. I really like it. It's not, I don't think it's an all-time great, but it's one of the most rewatchable episodes for me personally. Uh, I like I like the concept. I like the, you know, the twists to it. Um, I like the, uh, the characters. Creepy kids are are awesome. They're awesome. I love, uh, it's a very, it's a very well-worn horror beat now, but the, uh, creepy young girl, especially, I feel like, um, as well as the slightly less used, um, creepy older lady in nightgown standing in the woods. Um, those are classic. They don't really get old to me. And, uh, these girls are, are great. And, uh, I just like it. It's fun. It's a fun, fun, fun app. I just wanted to, you're 100% correct that there's such a rewatchability of this episode. Like, this is an episode you can watch a million times and it's still entertaining, for sure. Like, like it, it. it is definitely up there with the... Because, you know, you can watch their great episodes, but how many millions of times in a row can you watch them? This it's one, true. a million times, for sure. Yeah. A million is a lot of times. I think yeah. that would take your whole life, to be honest with you. No, that's not true. That a million, million hours? hours? Mm, I might want to do the math on that. But, dude... Um, yeah, I, I agree, guys. This is a, this does have, that's a very astute observation. This really does have a rewatchability factor, even though it might not be the best episode. But I remember really liking it too. And I sat down to watch it again, and I really liked it. And then I, I actually watched it a couple times myself, Josh. So I'm kind of in that camp of watching it fresh a couple of times. I watched it this morning. I watched it today. Um, twice, so I've watched it twice today, which is pretty cool. And then a lot of times when I'm, when I got nothing going on, I'll throw on the app we're going to be working on next while I'm working. So I'm kind of paying attention and just getting the beats back into my head. And then I really sit down and pay attention to it and get at it. And yeah, this is, um, creepy kids in exsanguination. I mean, you <laughs> shit, dude, this is, this is right in my wheelhouse. I like that stuff. I like, I like that they are. Yes, they are creepy kids, but I do remember thinking, oh, these poor girls, when I first watched this years ago. So I like the way they peel the, 
the layers back on that. I like that it's not just a creepy kid from Jump. Like, it's not just a kid sitting in front of the TV, blinking his eyes and changing the channels right away. He's a creep, right? Fucking dumb, crazy kid has remote control in his eyeballs. I don't like that. Whoa, what's that? This is kind of presented as they might be victims, but then they slowly start to, in the time they're allotted in 40-some-odd minutes, um, to peel back the layers of, of exactly what's going on here. And, and good Lord. The old chatterbox when she clanks her teeth together. Oof. After talking about ripping up. Yeah, that noise. It's brutal. But I'm looking forward. So why don't we dive right in to uh, let's go to a let's go to a sleepy little town, Josh and Jessica. We're gonna go to the sleepy town of Greenwich, Connecticut, where that is right from the factory, white person. So, you know, if you if you go to Greenwich, Connecticut, you're really close to the factory. You can get a good buy on white folks, which is all. They don't have to ship them across state lines. You don't have to pay any of those taxes. You don't have to worry about if you load them up into the 18-wheel, you don't have to worry about way stations, right? Dude, do you know anybody shot. from Connecticut? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, do you know? Not, not from, like not from, but went to and then came back from. No, I, I know some people because I went to college in New Hampshire. So there were a couple of Connecticut people that I went to school Ugh. with. One was a they, guy who used to do the Ren there's Fair. There's a specific word for Connecticut, like people of Connecticut. It's called cunts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Dude, I have to be honest. I think Connecticut white people are like my least favorite white people. Oh, indeed. Um, as long as you don't count New Jersey white people as white people, and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, because so. they're not. They're that's that's more of a of a mixed breed. But do you have a favorite white people? Not uh, really. Mm, no, I mean there's, there's a handful. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. If there was an area no, where no, they were the best, where no, they came no, out like favorite. real good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably probably over in the old old world. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you got. I think you got to cross the Atlantic to get to the decent the white, real people. Good white people, the real good ones, okay. like yeah. the like. But but this is straight from the factory. American white people, Connecticut, no doubt. Mm. But yes. but baseline models, no upgrades. Yeah, you would say that baseline models. But as a result of baseline models being so close to said factory, they do have wonderful benefits and great salaries. Yeah, I thought that's <laughs> that's, right. that's that's the truth. Um, so yeah, this uh, this couple happens uh, happens to be jogging down their sleepy little town. Um, this man and a wife who have matching haircuts, by the way. It's adorable. And terrible jogging outfits. Yeah. Did you notice her watch? She's wearing like a dress watch and no. fancy gloves. Because I like vomited when I saw how they were dressed in their hair. It was really upsetting to me. I didn't just a like couple them jogging joggers. down the street here. And what do they find, Josh? A uh, little, uh, what, what is her last name? Tina, Tina Simmons? Sure. Little <laughs> Tina Simmons holding her, holding her bunny rabbit. Um, Looks awfully cold out. She's kind of shivering there, standing at the end of her driveway, and they you know, clearly know her. They're neighbors. They come over. What's wrong, Tina? And um, where's your dad? Where oh, is he's dad? in the back. They need a little space. He needs a little space to die, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, also known as Joel Simmons, um, just chilling on the old, uh, just chilling all dead on the old swing set, all exsanguinated up real nice. The, uh, Makeup's yeah. a little funky here, but the yeah, makeup is that? very it's funky. a little funky. <laughs> Why is only part of his face gray? I mean, it looks like he's one of those people that's going to go like 
say hi to a king or something. He's got that like white face paint on. Is, is there like a medical professional that can tell me if this is like a legit thing where half of your face turns? Is it because of blood pooling in one area? I feel like they were trying too hard here. And no, it just I think looks it's just really bad. messed up. I think it's just bad makeup. I'm not a hey, fan. Real quick, you're the closest thing to a medical professional here. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so, that Christ. is scientific fact. <laughs> 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 Holy fuck. <laughs> That's oh funny. Oh my god, fantastic. Yeah. But awesome open, right? Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's Opening great. credits happen. We go right to our FBI headquarters and uh the old J Edgar Hoover building, Josh. We've been here many times in many season time. 1, haven't we? Oh yeah. All right. And uh, what do, what do we hear? What what's the cause of death? Um hypo Fuck it. I didn't write it down. Hypovlo- hypovolemia or some shit? Lack of blood. Blood loss. Suffered 75% blood loss. Huh. That's four liters. Where did it all go? Where did it all go, Mr. Van Helsing? I suppose something flew up there and sucked it out of her and flew away? Yeah. 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 But no, and, that's not what happened. Yeah. And very little time elapsed with it while the girl wasn't there. No blood on the scene, etc. Um, and here's where I'm sure this surprised me the first time because I think of it every time. Is there's two puncture wounds and he's exsanguinated. How does not like a vampire? How does not one vampire joke right? not comic one. get made? He goes right to aliens. It's fucking insane. It proves something about Mulder, though. Doesn't like he only it? cares about aliens and he doesn't care about vampires at all. And that's honestly like racism in a way. It's kind of, it kind of is. In fact, <laughs> That's me. I, I really, you know, I think vamp, I, I think murderous undead creatures should get their rights. They deserve too. equal rights too. Like now all they have is a fucking Twilight movie. Don't, Mulder should think about them. I can't believe it though, Josh. You're right. Like not one. Yeah. That's a good point in the chat. That was a great line. I guess you could say he was running on empty. <laughs> oh man. So many Mul- bad jokes in this one. Oh yeah. No joke. It's. Really but yeah, I mean, why even have the two holes? Because who looks at two holes in somebody's neck that blood got drained out of and doesn't think vampire? It's so crazily distracting yes. to me that, that it is never referenced. Right. Well, not, not just never referenced, but it's never really thought of again. Like, no. you, it's, it's one of the weirdest parts of this episode, the fact that it just is a non-factor. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it sort of enters the background of the episode in relationship to the actual girls. Nobody's thinking like, wow, what did, the, what did he use? How do they do this? How do they, what, is there a tool? Is this, I mean, hmm. it's weird. Yeah, well, Mulder gets into uh, cattle mutilations instead. Not yeah. vampires, two, two red holes in the neck? Lock, last, lock, uh Loss of blood. What do you think of cattle mutilations? Hundred percent. Sure. With with the with the thin with the thin ass premise that the girl didn't remember what happened, so immediately he links this to aliens and thus cattle mutilations. I guess. Yeah, because I mean, there's no chance that an eight year old girl whose dad was just fucking drained dry in her backyard <laughs> has any kind of PTSD or trauma. Jesus, man! No joke. I'm going to put daddy on the swing set now. Okay. <laughs> Never tell anyone or I'll come back Ooh. for you. You know what it maybe is? Maybe he watched a little bit too much Rocky Horror. And mm. He thinks that vampires are from outer space. I can get you know, behind this. You could this. be right. I can get behind this. Mm. All right. All right. There we go. I like it. Thank you for Problem bringing solved. Rocky Horror into this. 
You're welcome. It made me feel happy. Don't get strung out by the way I look. I just <clears> saw a meme about Rocky Horror, and they were saying how like Disney bought Fox, and Fox owns Rocky Horror, and so basically now Frankenfurter is don't. like Ugh. a Disney villain, or <sighs> like what a world we live in now. <laughs> Maybe they can remake Good that Lord. someday. Anyway, I'm sure, I'm sure they will. That's off topic. Could say that, and very depressing. How do we recover from that well, total tangent? Let's well, go back to a social service hospital and get cheered up a little bit. Yeah, well, that sounds like a good plan. There's also, there's something else though, isn't there? There's some South American plants, digitalis. In oh, the guys yes. Related yeah. to paralyses. And I wrote in my notes, Josh, instead of vampires, Mulder says aliens and account for Dar's lack of memory surrounding the incident. But yeah, social services to really cheer us up here. Yeah, another, another big stretch that... Uh, Again, Connecticut white people, like she doesn't have anybody else to go to. Mm, sure. A little stretch, but yeah, her mom died of cancer. Ovarian um, cancer, actually, yeah, which I bummer. find interesting. I think it's actually interesting because- mm, That's a good point. Of this whole the- thing with the fertility clinic and all that yeah. shit. Mm. Um, so they're already starting to lead into that right here with that oh. one little detail. Hot takes. Right, Dean? That's why we brought her on. Yeah, I had that's a feeling. Right. I, I hear all the cancer been stuff. fucking looking at my watch for 10 minutes, figuring out why. Well, I, I'm waiting to be called on so I can give my opinion on something. Jesus. I'm almost done with my glass of wine. Oh, boy. But um, this is definitely a, this is definitely a, a white person um, an orphanage, though. It's pretty nice. Yeah, pretty nice. And that's like the sweetest um, like social worker nurse of all time. Mm-hmm. Not like She's a totally a- jaded one. Like, fuck these little assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they all suck. One of them threw an ashtray at my face. That's <laughs> not one of those chicks. Like, yeah, I'm doing social work three months later. Now what are you doing? I'm a bartender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no joke. Fuck that. Oh. Well, what happens next, Josh? We'll uh, chat with Tina. And I like how, as per usual, when there's something that might be emotionally tricky, right? Scully usually kind of leads the way here. Mm. She eases into the questions and um, there's a slight pause. She's not really, doesn't really have any answers. And then Mulder just goes, uh, I like your bunny. So let's talk about your dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay, sir. I hate women. <laughs> let's talk about your dead dad and aliens and shit. He's like, it worked on the drama goose girls in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I love your converse all star. Sorry about your dead dad. Want to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I guess. It's, I don't have a dad. And I'm in drama. <laughs> oh, I've been wearing all black for the past year or so. so you're at least getting a hand job in the prop closet. <laughs> oh, God, this sounds like a high school experience that I might know something about. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it, was, nice. it was a school bus. <laughs> <laughs> Not under the bleachers, you animals. Oh, no. Always the prop closet, Dean. Get it. Get it right. Well, she says it all went dark. There was red lightning. Right? This, I actually do really like this, uh, this next few interactions, few lines from Tina, because you're like, holy shit, red lightning. Creepy. And you see Mulder's face light up. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just keeps escalating. Yes. She talks almost about like men- a kid's lying to you. Uh, almost like 
lying to you, but somehow knows exactly, exactly. what you yes. want. Yeah. Yeah. She does that a lot in this. And that's something I loved about this episode. It's almost like she gains this remarkable, who knows what those 56 chromosomes do, but the extra, what was it? I don't know. 10. <laughs> He had 56. I wrote it down. There we go. Medical professional. Cloud. I wrote down the chromosome. I'm like three away from a fucking chimpanzee, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think, I wonder if, if it could express in some sort of almost like extrasensory perception. Uh, you know, when later in the app, she uses the word exsanguinate. Yeah, she does it right here. Oh, She's does like, she? Yeah. He's like, do you know why those men did this to your oh, father? And right. she's like, we wanted to exsanguinate him. Like, and Mulder's just like speechless. Because mm. <laughs> he's getting all excited. He's like super excited about this girl's dead dad. Because now that it's aliens, it's like, oh, this is good for me. Right. And did they kill anyone like, else in your family? Awesome. <laughs> and then it gets to the point when she actually says the word, they wanted to exsanguinate him. And Mulder's just like, just jaw drops. He loves it. It's, But it's also so out of place for this eight-year-old to use this exact yes. word. Indeed. Especially because it took me like four tries to spell it correctly in my notes. <laughs> and I'm an adult. Like, I'm an adult and I cannot spell this word. And this little eight-year-old is like, sanguinate. <laughs> I was impressed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Mm. Well, they Connecticut to- uh, spell, spell, uh, spelling bee champ right there. Yeah. Hmm. Massachusetts spelling bee. You don't learn about it in sanguinate. That's for sure. That's definitely a Connecticut thing. Yeah. What does daddy do from his clients as a lawyer? Exsanguinate. E X S. So they got to go to California, don't they? There's been another yeah. one. Mm, there has. Oh, well, there's been another one. Who's this other one, Josh? Is it Doug Reardon? Yeah, Doug Reardon and his uh, his daughter Cindy. The uh, well, I like that they they kind of talk about it. Right before, yes, they don't meet her at this point. They're they're at the crime scene. The mother and the daughter aren't there. It's almost like a mirror image, you know. Yep. As in, it's another white suburban neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how. Um, but Digitalis is used. The daughter was there, um, and then Scully points out the time. She's like, "Oh, yeah, it's exactly three hours later." And Mulder's like, "No, mm. this Pacific Coast time. This was at the exact same time." Right. We're reminded of Mulder's uh, serial killer expertise here because when Scully suggests perhaps they're working in tandem, he says, oh, no, they rarely do. And when they do, they mm-hmm. kill together. So, You're correct, no, sir. Not going to work. Is Mulder a serial killer expert? Yeah, he Is brought down Monty friends? Props. That's one of his like oh, first episodes. It's only fresh in my head because we recently talked about the pilot like within a couple of months here. Right, was it Monty Pro? He was a serial, he made the profile on yeah. the serial killer. Josh can explain yep. it better. He knows X-Files better than me. Wow. Well, just that, yeah, that was his background. He was a he was a profiler, and he did a lot of work with serial killers. Wow, that makes uh, me like him even more. There's nothing I love more than a serial killer profiler, honestly. Mm-hmm. If he owned a dog, he'd be the perfect man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would just want to watch that first date, to be honest. <laughs> all the, all the questions. He keeps bringing up like normal things. Like, what kind of music do you like? And you're like, so, <laughs> so what? What is like? What is the most people like? Somebody you've caught is killed, and how <laughs> do they kill him? You have- Can you pass the wine? <laughs> oh, it's like a dream come true. She's one of those people that would that would marry like Richard Ramirez while well, he's got a life sentence. <laughs> Think about it, honestly. <laughs> She's one of those fucking people, Good. which tells you about her choice 
Me, yeah. I'm not quite sure. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, think about what you're saying about yourself now, Dean. Just think. Mm. Let's keep it moving. Okay, then. <laughs> so, same information on the daughter, which the president doesn't remember anything. The daughter is with her mother. Mulder bets the girl will remember Red Lightning. But Mulder is not accurate. I don't even think it's time to ask her. He's too busy being like, holy shit, you look just like that other girl. I forgot all about Red Lightning. There's something crazier happening here. Yep. We do get a break in this scene, though, because we got to go check in on our other girl at social services, lying in bed in a thunderstorm. I love this. This is very X-Files. Very creepy moment. The floorboards are creaking. And uh, Tina hears something outside her room, and she gets up, clutches her bunny close, and uh, she bears, bars the door, excuse me, with a chair. And uh, it starts to get banged on and banged on and finally gives another pressure. And she is grabbed by clearly an adult. And then she is gone, whisked away. Oh, Mr. Hops left behind. Oh, Mr. Hops. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Dean, you made a mistake there. You said an adult. You must mean a uh, full-grown alien, I assume. Oh, shit. You're right. Because you know we're dealing with aliens here. I don't, I'm not sure it was a male. I think it was an alien. My name is Mulder. Wow. Was it really Mr. Hobbs? Is that what it, I just made it name? up. No, that's that's the name that Dean made up for the bunny. It's Dean's Aww. childhood bunny. He related to this moment. He remembers when he lost Super it forever. Duper cute. Mr. Hobbs, man. <laughs> oh. Um yeah, it, it happens pretty quick and it is like classic X Files. The the yeah. lightning flashing, you know, like illuminating and the rain falling and uh, she actually handles herself pretty well for an eight-year-old, but... Yeah, I thought so, too. Smart to bar the door. Spoiler alert, she's a murderous psychopath, so... Uh, don't give yes, her some Well, at this point, you're still like, oh, good job on you, little girl. Good job, little girl. You learned well from your dad before he died. Taught from you. Take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you learned well from your dad before you killed him. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oh, well... But back on the Reardon crime scene, while approaching the house, they discuss the disappearance of Tina, right? Well, it says, maybe they aren't looking in the right direction. He makes a dumb little joke about looking up. Yeah. Hold on, Scully, uh, Scully meet a Cindy Reardon. They're like, they? Tina? Hmm. This is an awesome moment. God, this is great. I, I like that there's no drama, there's no build-up to it, that they're like in conversation as they're walking up to the house. And then they just knock and she opens it. And then it's like, a, oh, holy shit. Again, this is an episode I've seen so many times. I can't even come close to remembering what my initial reactions ever were. But I think uh, it's interesting. There's a couple of people on the page that were talking about introducing people to the show or um, son or daughter specifically, I think, watching the show for the first time. And I'm like, oh, man, how cool would that be to like sit there with somebody and watch this episode for the first time? Just like, I know I've been looking at them out of the corner of my eye this part. Like, ah. Ah, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Awesome. Little Cindy. Little Cindy. But uh, then we have a... Uh, that's weird. Jessica's computer, <laughs> literally the screen it, is upside, upside down. down. I don't know what oh, to do That's right some now. creepy shit. I okay. guess you won't be doing anything it's on the computer. Fantastic. Um, right. <laughs> I, I, I can't even look at the chat upside down. This is wonderful. Okay, anyway. Good, good, very small detail pointed out by Ben Pru. Like, Cindy Reardon sit down as playing cartoons and she switches to CNN. <laughs> That's so weird. And, and dude, it's our boy, fucking uh, old uh, mass governor, Billy Weld, oh, on the TV. Oh, my, my. Yeah, two, yeah recent uh, vice presidential candidate <clears throat> also. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so here's where we have... 
Do you remember in the movie Swingers <clears throat> at the end of it yes. when, do you remember when Mikey calls the girl on the voice machine <laughs> so many times? And, and while you're watching it, you're like, God, fuck, no, please don't call. He, like, he calls and the message is cut off. He calls again and then he remembers something to say. Then he calls again. He's like, was it weird? And then he's like, fuck, I called you so many times. I just want to call you and tell you I don't really do this. You're like, stop fucking calling. It's so, so painful. While you're watching this and you're listening to them question her, you're just thinking that uncomfortability here. <laughs> it's real bad. You're like, please, please, please don't. Please stop asking these questions. Um, was Cindy adopted? Do you have the documentation? <laughs> yeah, what? dude. Come on, skulls. Skulls. What are you doing? Jessica, could you... Uh... Could you enlighten us on, uh, I mean, do you have any insight on maybe a, a softer way to approach this kind of line of questioning? If, you, if you're in a, ever in a situation you want to fi- figure out if somebody's, uh, somebody's child is not their biological child, how do you, how do you ease into that? I, I don't know if there's a good way to ease into it. I know that the wrong way is how it was <laughs> done here. <laughs> this way. Like, there's nothing that's, like, non-awkward about this moment. And then the poor mother's like, oh, in vitro. Like, you don't think these are fucking painful memories for her, too? Like, her husband just died, and now you're busy trying to accuse her of not having her actual child. I you Just wait on that, you know? Like, go go, mm. go to the records office and get a, a birth certificate. You'll be fine. Yeah. It's probably the better move, considering the circumstances. I mean, they've got a good point, right? Obviously. Of course. I mean, there's something to something to get at here, but boy... Is this approach brutal? Brutally uncomfortable to watch. Did you have any other children that lived? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. Is that gut- Gunnery Sergeant Mulder? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Mulder shows Miss Reardon the image of Joel and Tina. Well, this is not your daughter. This girl's name is Tina Simmons. She goes on to tell Miss Reardon that she lives 3,000 miles away and that her father was killed in the same way. To which Miss Reardon just simply says, as you would imagine, Cindy is my daughter. So Not the subtext there is shut the, the fuck episode. up. I know. Weird. She, she, she's definitely not as, she's not as defensive now. She's clearly taken aback, but of course. she's kind of just like, well, I, she's my daughter. I've, I have videos of the birth. I don't, do you want to watch him? Does she say she has videos of birth? Because I'm that would be fantastic. She does. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that line. <laughs> yeah. She does. That is to me. That and I wish Mulder would be like, well, to be totally honest, there's a there's a human child coming out of your vagina here. I can see that much, but <laughs> I can't identify positively identify this. Right? To be perfectly fair, Miss Reed, and you could show me the birth of any child, and I couldn't tell them apart. But can I get a this copy is, of that? That's true. It's true. Oh, not to get a copy of it. That's creepy. Guys, not to interrupt, uh, but our other LSG host, Mr. Matthew Anderson's in the, in the chat. I wouldn't know if my chat's upside down. And I, I would like to uh, raise a toast to Mr. Uh, Mr. Anderson. Literally. Is it, uh, no, well. is it avocado toast? <laughs> no, just, uh, just a regular just a toast. Just a good old regular toast. Are you sure? Is it toast in a champagne glass? Because <laughs> <laughs> it should be. That was good. I think after we have this toast, what we should do is on a live show that somebody paid for, we should start eating it. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what we should do. Tell him how much we value his business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Oh. Someday, that's okay. Um, so anyway, she insists and says uh, she has the birth, right? Then we learn mystery in vitro. We learn about the Luther Stapes Center in San Francisco, to which, of course, they're going to go do it. But Mulder isn't quite sure. He's a little bit put off by the whole UFO thing now, but still doesn't consider a vampire. He was wrong about Cindy seeing red lightning. The girls are the one and only link between the two crimes, and one girl just abducted, kidnapped, Scully corrects, which is a great line. Mm-hmm. As is the response. Kidnap. Tomato, oh. tomato. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, though, because abducted could mean aliens. I like that. That's clever. Yeah. yeah. But Mulder says he will hang around and watch uh, Cindy in the event that someone tries to kidnap her. Scully heads to the Luther Stapes Center. So when Scully... So um, when Scully gets to Luther Stapes Center, Jessica, she meets a Mr. Dr. Katz. Oh, Dr. Katz. Talk to me about this scene. Hold on, I got to find this in my notes because of my computer problem. Now I'm kind of messed up. Um, all right. Scully Hill is the fertility center. Oh, so they learn about a doctor who worked there. Finally, she says like, hey, you got to give me more information about this girl, um, Tina. Both of her parents are dead. Like I need to know if, you know, her parents came here. Uh, and the story is essentially that Tina and Cindy's parents both worked with a woman named Dr. Kendrick, who was a problem, mind you. She's According to the great Dr. Katz? Yeah, that's right. right. And I trust a man named Dr. Katz, let me tell you, okay? <laughs> of Don't <course>. you worry. <laughs> of course. <laughs> My friend Dr. You Katz. son of a bitch. He says Dr. Kendrick was real trouble, okay? Oh, She's Sally Kendrick. She's, yeah, Sally Kendrick. She's real smart. Had all these degrees and shit, but then she was doing crazy stuff. She was tampering with genetic material, apparently. Um, they fired her. They were going to do an investigation. She disappeared. Hmm, that's weird. So that sounds like, uh, you know, probably uh, important information to have. For, uh, we see a video too, don't we? Of her, yeah. Yeah, she was a resident in 1985. I like the, the video. I like the old school. I don't know, because they like to do that shit on Lost. And I know I always talk about Lost. but nah, like I, I, I 90% like- <laughs> of the time though. <laughs> I wouldn't say always. <laughs> You could you could easily cut together if you did some editing and you could have you could do at least ten episodes of like Jessica Talks Lost. Like ten one hour episodes. It's like just, every every like episode of the podcast I'm on, I'm like in this one thing I'd like the to clips back go to Lost. Beep, and this reminds you of Lost Boop and Lost Beep. One episode of Lost Beep. Once on it's Lost. Like lost. <laughs> I don't know why everything is. Oh anyway. Um Stay on target. I am on target. I like the videotape. I like them watching the old videotape. Then they know what she looks like. Even though it's so weird. They're just like, oh, yeah, we have this doctor. Hold on, let me show you this. Video That's pretty weird. Instead of a picture, he I puts on it. an instructional like he's trying to sell a fucking product. And then I love when Mulder's watching it later. I love when Mulder's watching it later and they're sitting on the bed. Like the hotel room, he's got his glasses. <laughs> so like, weird. Like this is our date night. He's like, all right, it's going to be lower. I sit down. We're going to watch this fucking grief lady talk about eugenics. <laughs> Dude, I never even thought about fucking weird that is. That's so out there. And afterwards, the doctor, Dr. Katz is like, yeah, so she was awful, just <laughs> eugenics and genetic tampering. But um, we do still offer that service if you're if you're ever interested. Um, here's my card. Uh, we, just, we haven't made a new video yet, um, so we're still using this video. But trust me, um, she won't be performing any experience uh, on your future son or daughter. <laughs> Scully, I'm having a lot of trouble getting laid. You want to watch this video on in vitro fertilization with me in the hotel room? Yep, that's probably part of your problem there, Mulder. (laughs) But uh, yeah, like, and he has it on deck. Like, it's just there. 
Like, hold on. I have it's a lot of people fucking, come and ask me about this. You know, it's not locked up somewhere in a filing cabinet. Wait. Oh, my God. I have a different theory. I think Dr. Katz, maybe he had a crush on Dr. Kendrick, and he was, like, trying to date her, and she shut him down, and that's why he fired her, and he saved this videotape forever, and he watches it at night when he's sad and lonely. That's a that's a good possibility. <laughs> I Creep, feel like creepy. it's fairly likely, right? <laughs> is she still into eugenics, or is that just kind of a side <laughs> that's issue? Just a side issue. Don't worry about okay. that. He's Love like, is gonna blindness. Have, I'm going to have to sell you a <laughs> eugenics problem if you're not going to you know, have a little hookup with me. Well, let's move over to... Um, Scully heads back to Mulder with the information. They watch the video. Mulder wonders if she's now trying to erase those results. Uh, Scully says he'd have to, she'd have to have an accomplice. And there's a call to the room. <laughs> this is funny. Too. I like this part. Fucking double clicks. Mulder says he's going to sleep on it. And he ushers Scully out the room. And no, I like laugh out loud because she says, Mulder, why are you rushing me out? Do you have a girl coming over? And Mulder goes, what's a girl? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. <laughs> it's just so cute. I love it. Mulder's, of course, said and said he's going to watch one of his own movies. And that movie is called what, Josh? <laughs> um, well, probably enough. Uh, it would probably star Deep Throat. Yeah, Deep Throat it is. What's he talk about here, Mister Josh? Uh, so Deep Throat's just chilling on the West Coast. Just happened to be three thousand miles away from Washington. That's convenient. Yeah, totally um, normal. We thought it, thought he'd pop in and talk to Mulder and just ask him. Have I ever told you about the Litchfield experiment? Mm. No. Mm. I, well, <laughs> highest classification. Everyone involved would deny it, of course, to this day. But back in the Cold War, we found out in the 50s, the Soviets were tampering with genetic material, um, following the footsteps of giants um, that were formerly in Nazi Germany. And, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to splice together scientists and <clears throat> athletes and whatnot. And, of course, the U.S. had to take a crack at it, and that is where... The Litchfield experiment came from. Um, the boys are named Adam. The girls are named Eve. Obviously. And uh, DT is going to recommend they pay a little visit to one person. A particular woman. A woman who is not named just yet. But they go see that woman, don't they? Yes, they do. Boy. <clears throat> this lady. Boy. Oh, she leaves a real lasting impression, enough for, again, a band to name themselves after her. A true 90s classic band that I once saw in concert at Lupo's back in the day. Wow. Throw that that sentence was 90s as fuck. Oh, I know. Do you want to know a band <laughs> open for them? Lit. Do you remember Lit? They sang a song wow! called My Own Worst oh, oh. Enemy. So, bye. It was amazing. <laughs> Holy yes. shit. Did they both play each of their one song? Yeah. And then, no, Eve Six <laughs> has more than one song, okay? They have like three. They had like three. And their first album's really fun, okay? All right. All right. I'm judge. sorry. I'll, I'll swallow my pride. I saw them in concert, okay? Okay. All right. They were 90s. Very, very important. Very important to the plot of this episode, <laughs> big, for big, sure. A, I mean, a, a real supplemental to uh, what we got here. You got to. Do you think the people in chat want to know about what bands I saw when I was 15? They deposit their firearms at the desk. Can't you inside without a panic button either? Mm. Well, this should be fun. Do you understand that by taking my firearms, you're increasing the chances as I have to hit the panic button, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Are you selling panic button stock? But no, they go into this, I mean, this miserable, dreadful place of iron and concrete and screams. So there's beautiful drawings on the wall. 
what is this place they're walking through? There's some homaginous here to uh silence. Yeah, of course, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um the only kind of silly line of the episode is when they, they finally get to the 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 cell, says Eve six, it's all dark and the guard goes to hand them two flashlights. <laughs> they're like, What's up with this? And like, Oh, can't turn the light, she screams nonstop. Uh yeah, nobody's ever gotten a real good look at her. And they walk in and shine the flashlights around for five seconds and Get a real good look at her. <laughs> That's an unacceptable line. <laughs> like they've never gotten a good. They've never medicated her and taken her on a gurney before to like treat her for anything. What about the first never? day she came in? Was it in total dark? Like I don't understand. What about the time you had to chain her up after she bit that guard's eyeball? Yeah, yeah. You didn't look at her then. You don't think that guard saw her before he lost his fucking eyeball? He got a really okay? good look. <laughs> he got. You could say he peeped her at least with one eye. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I mean, I, I guess you saw down her fucking esophagus. Like <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ! Jesus. <laughs> That's called a dentist's view. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, she should be a little hyperbolic. You I could think. say that. Trying yeah. to scare the trying to scare the the old uh, federal agents. It's here. not you know kind or normal behavior, but okay. But man, I do. I, I want to ask Jess here because oh, sure. Jess is, I think, of all of us, is obviously the most boned up about. Serial killers and <laughs> all that fucking weird shit. So you've seen a lot of movies and documentaries and all that stuff. What do you what do you think? How's your little feel of your uh your our brief look at Eve Six here? About if she's a good murderer. Just give your yeah. impressions. No Yeah, do you like it? I'm I'm all about her in the dark cell and dark room. I like the drawings on the wall. She's fucking creepy. The shit she says, like about biting the eyeball out and she clicks the teeth, like it's good. I'm 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 good with her as an evil person, and I I like when we then meet Sally Kendrick or whatever, and she's like, I'm very heavily medicated, so I'm normal. Um, so I like the um the juxtaposition <laughs> yeah. of the two yeah, of them. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm 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 good with her. She's fucking creepy. Her fucking mouth, her teeth are creepy. I don't know if it's because I know she bit an eyeball out or what, but that is not from eyeball biting. It's not. No sugar in eyeballs. (laughs) 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 You go right down the old pipe. You barely have to bite them. Uh, Is that true about eyeballs? Do you have a lot of experience with that? No. Yeah. Anytime you get a crazy person in a fucking cell that needs to be in a straight jacket, I'm all about that. All about that person. So I want to drop something real quick here. Um, Talking about, she talks about her IQ. And thinks she can hit 265. I'm going to yeah. say that's a no. That's up there. I'm going to say that doesn't. if she hit 265, she wouldn't be uh, in this hospital anymore. Because Hannibal Lecter, he, you know, got himself out. So what was his IQ? Just for comparison, Stephen Hawking, 160. <laughs> <laughs> um, Albert Einstein, between 170 and 180. Oof. Gary Kasparov. Uh, one ninety four. Is he the highest? So, who is the highest IQ ever? Can we look into that? My computer's broken. A guy named William James Sidis. I'll be googling him later. One. What was his IQ? Uh, it was. They gave it a range. They couldn't accurately um do it because of the time. It was like early nineteen hundreds. What, um, what's his name? I gotta look into him. This is they gave it a range of two fifty to three hundred. Oh, so so she is but basically it, as smart as this man. The smartest yeah, man of all like, time. 
maybe the smartest person of all time. All right. Well, she has 56 chromosomes, so I guess that's how you do it. <laughs> that's what we find out here. She's got 10 extra chromosomes and a lot of extra plaque and gingivitis. Uh, yep. Comes with the chromosomes and the additional genes, apparently. Height and strength, intelligence, and dental problems. <laughs> and oh. Beatles references. Yep. Because <laughs> she's so smart. Yeah, that's what you and do when you're smart is you reference the Beatles. She references such a weird uh, esoteric and unknown band. <laughs> she's so brilliant. Shouldn't she be like referencing <laughs> fucking Shakespeare or something? Jesus Christ. Even that. She is a musical inspiration, as Jess pointed out. True. Um, I, I do like that she points out the uh, check out my f- um, family photo, little yeah. family album, that something creepy. like that. She says, yep. whatever, yeah. and it's all Cindy's and Tina's on there, mm-hmm. all black, all black and white. And then, wow, that is that is another great like moments in this episode where like, okay, obviously these these two young girls came from the experiments, whatever our good doctor was fucking around with in there. But you don't know until that point that, oh, they're cloning themselves. Like, these these little girls are the same genetically as this fucking gibbering monster. Great. In this jail so Good. The eyeball eater. Oh, great. Um, and I, I like that immediately after we see this, um, well, they, they get a quick visit back to the Reardon's, um, Cindy saying her morbid ass prayers and uh, Mulder and Scully are on their stakeout and they're talking about the situation and Mulder talks about the theory that the two Eves did it because uh, he wasn't there for this whole thing. So Scully is relaying this information and um, talks about the two Eves, Eve seven and Eve eight. They both escaped. They could have pulled off the crime at the same time. And really interesting. I didn't even really pick this up until this viewing. Scully's like, Oh, that's a good point. I was kind of beginning to suspect the girls. And then that's just kind of oh, like, yeah, you're right, dude. And I was like, oh shit, they yeah. kind of drop it right there and then never get back to it until it's, they see it later. That's smart though. Cause it's subconsciously putting that idea in your head. Like, oh, right. Or also bit of a red herring, diffusing mm. it for people that are like trying too hard to figure things out. Right. Mm. You know? Yeah, right. that's true. I like that shit. I like Good it a lot. stuff. I, I wanted to say, too, when we were talking about the family album and all the pictures, I really think that their casting was on point with the, the Tina and Cindy and the Eves. I, I really think that they look similar. Yeah. They have, like, a similar facial structure, and it, it's it's good casting, and, and Benjamin Peru was actually sending me notes before the podcast or secret information, not secret information, but that Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen were considered to play um, Cindy and Tina. Hmm, Which no I shit. think would have been a poor casting choice, personally. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. One, too well known, and two, these little girls really, really look like the Eves. Like, they really look like them. <clears throat> would have been very distracting if it was those girls. So distracting. Right. And, and I just think, I don't know, I, I really think that they look similar when it's like, oh, Tina and Cindy are actually also clones of Sally Hendricks or whatever the fuck her name is. I already forgot her name. Sally, Sally Kendrick. Kendrick. Sorry. Um, I, I knew a there was a doctor a long time ago at my work named Sally Henderson. I keep wanting to say her name, and I'm trying so hard not to say that <laughs> that I still keep fucking up the name. Kendrick. Well, the Olsen twins, though, we would have had a lot of real easy, shitty joke material. Oh my just God. Like, just oh, like with Haley Joe Osment, just f- softballs for days. Wait, yep. what was Haley Joe Osment and that you made fun of that you podcasted about? X-Files. Uh, wait, when? Yeah. Oh, the new one. Yeah. Oh, never mind, just yeah. kidding. Mulder does say, it's important to note that Mulder does say that Kendrick was using the clinic to carry out the literary experience. She was cloning herself. 
Yeah. Boom. She was Boom. doing it. Nobody was doing it to her. But uh, yeah, Scully, uh, Scully uh, makes that note that Josh said originally thought it was perhaps the girls. And then the two remaining Eves are doing away with the parents in order to keep Tina and Cindy in the family is the thought process here. That's the one, that's the one thing the episode is elusive is there doesn't seem to be a clear motive, but as soon as you introduce the literal experiments, you, you get away with it being light, which is fine. It works for me. Yeah. You well, you mean the motivation on like they're trying to figure the, out what is the motivation of for the, of of the of the uh, of what they think is happening, which is the adult Eve's going after the parents. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, not the motivation of the kids to just kill their parents. <laughs> yeah. And other well, adults yeah, th- with poison, but the only time we kind of get any glimpse at it, besides their foundering guesses, is in the one scene we actually see with. Uh, with Sally, Eve Seven, and and the girls here in a bit. Yep. So anyway, but first she's got to grab the other one. She does, right? She does. She she does. But Scully looks <laughs> yeah, up does. at Cindy's window. Cindy looks back at her. That's very creepy. Uh yeah. Which is then followed by a jolting scene of uh, her getting grabbed in their frame of view as they're looking into the window into her bedroom. Bad bad work by this Oof. kidnapper. Terrible bad. kidnapping. Terrible. Yeah. Don't kidnap someone right in front of a window. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, brazen. A brazen move. Very bold. Also, I guess yeah. you only watch one entrance on a stakeout. Is that how that works? Apparently. Well, as long as you split up as soon as possible. Once danger arrives, you split up. Then you split up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And get knocked out. Yes. That way you can get murdered independently. Wow. They both, there could have been... Easily, maybe should have been two dead FBI agents here. I think so. I mean, Eve Seven's going heels here. She opens fire. Don't joke. Yeah. I'm a FBI, a federal agent. I'm armed. Uh, let's shoot this child in the head. And Mulder's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right Ooh. about that. I didn't think about this, did I? <laughs> and if the gun misfires, I will bite her fucking eyeball. Off. <laughs> 100%. Because I, no, I love, love her. her. I love, love to eat a good eyeball. <laughs> Delicious. Well, I like the drop it, you know I'm capable line. I know. Yeah. Unsettling. And Mulder's like, ooh, I think she is. Sold. Makes her intimidate, Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. But anyway, she rips off that shot, gets into the car, speeds away. And then in the aftermath, Scully gives her information to the police. Uh, she gives out the following. Suspects is Sally Kendrick, early forwarders, may have an accomplice similar in appearance, driving a Corolla, has 93. exceptional strength. For her size, considering her armed and dangerous, she will likely display psychotic behavior. And then the cop goes, see you describing my wife. Like a bing, bang, boom. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, just, it was just there. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Nope. Ola tries to reassure the Reardons, or the Reard, the, the single Reardon. There's only one left. <laughs> and it's unlikely the they Simmons. will kill Cindy. He says, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they will find her because. <laughs> I was just thinking of like that wooden hand carved sign over the door. It just says the Reardon. <laughs> <laughs> you know that bitch did that shit one at the end of the episode. She's burning S, that photo. Okay? The S has just got a line she through it. Scratches it, it off. <laughs> Hi, you've reached the Reardon. I'm not here right now. Leave me a message. That's, Bye. that's so fucked up. <laughs> the Reardon, is that a hotel? 
Yikes. <laughs> Well, and then what do we do? Scully asks after Reardon walks away. Wait, what? Well, he tries to reach, unlike the little killer, says they'll find her. And that's when Scully says, and then what do we do when we find her? I like that. I like the like, and then what do we do? Murder her. No, What's our move? What's our play? The only, I I think I was joking about something in the beginning of the whole vampire thing, but the only other thing in this episode that kind of gets in my craw is this next part, and it's very short-lived, but we see um, Eve Seven and uh, Tina, or I'm sorry, Cindy, arriving at the motel, and the dude, like, obviously, like, show him a couple times watching. Then it cuts back to their, the, uh, the, uh, whatever, Sheriff's Department, whoever the fuck is there, uh, with Mulder and Scully, and they tell Scully, oh, we got a, Got a call, um, car matching that description, blue <laughs> yes, Toyota Corollas yes, in a parking lot. Yes. And Mulder's like, oh, we got a description of that this that woman, exactly that woman checking in with a young girl. And she checked in with one before, left without and checked back in with another one. And Scully's just like, no, Mulder, Mulder, we're on it. We got the car. We got a light blue Corolla. That's all we need. <laughs> at the airport. I'm like, this is fucking outrageous. <laughs> so, <laughs> really? Yeah, like when she starts, uh, she's barking orders. She's yeah. like, she goes up to the freaking police officer, probably like a statey, and she's like, do all these things. <laughs> like, you know, what you'd normally do in this case that you're trained like to your, do? Do those like things. <laughs> Check all the terminals. But she's awfully excited and like literally getting on the move because of a light blue Corolla found in yes. an airport parking lot. Yes. Spoiler alert, there are Corollas everywhere. <laughs> As right. someone who once drove a 93 Toyota Corolla, the same car as this bitch, I know. Spoiler alert, there's everywhere. one parked outside, a blue Corolla. I own it. Um, so there so you go. exactly. <laughs> the wonder of the Corolla, okay? So Scully tells me all about the car at the airport. The mall she just could have been ditched. Uh, manager reports that the woman checked in with the little girl, then leaves in the afternoon by herself, is gone online, and then returns with the little girl. Scully's like, well, someone else could have picked her up without the manager's notice. What? Scully, Scully is what? not doing a detective work here. I don't know if this is a woman thing. I don't know. No, I know she's that no- you guys know a lot about wow. that. There we go. There we are. We, we, bring ding, 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 ding. we try to shut them all up. We bring a broad on, and here's what she does. She lays she into What's him. up with this dumb broad? Come on. <laughs> Gets us more one-star reviews. Ring, ding, 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 ding. Let her rip, baby. All right, so um, no. Scully is normally the one doing all the good work, but not, not this time. Today is not her day. Mom's yeah, like, no, no, no. The manager remembers the kid. They had a conversation about using chlorine or something. To kill dinoflagellites in the pool. <laughs> there you go. And that convinces Scully. She's like, oh. Oh, well, science. Spoke my language. Well, Sally Kendrick's going to lay it down for the girls, isn't she? I like that she introduces them and they're like, yeah. No, like okay, <laughs> there's that hey. moment when she does introduce him. It's a quick cutscene, but they share such a wry grin. Like yeah. they already know what's up. They're like, it's, ah, yes, it's so yeah, good. That's what we wanted. She kept an eye on the girls, no matter where she was. For the last few years, she uh, searched for the remaining Eves, but there, the current girls' recent behavior cut that short, mm-hmm. which is an indicator that wait this a second, this is our start. That they're the bad guys. Correct. Psychotic behavior exhibited at 16, homicidal at 20. Uh, Sally notes she was disappointed at their early development. Hmm. She asked the girls how they knew of each other, how they orchestrated it. We just knew. We just knew. Hmm. We just knew. 
their answer for killing their fathers is simply, they weren't our fathers. No, we I, weren't born. We she, were created. She calls it a prank. Oh. How did you guys communicate to like get do your prank? We just knew. Oh, your prank? The thing where you fucking exsanguinated your fathers? Your prank? Okay. Great. Yikes. This all makes Not sense like, now. you know, you crank called them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. Oh, no, my like God. A prank. Like, where you murder your parents? You know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> like a normal childhood prank. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. But, As you do. But As they go do. on a little further here. Sally, uh... Tells them not to give in to their genetic destiny. There's good in you, Father. I can feel it. I was raised by a man who knew I w- who knew who I was, a genetic engineer on the project with a proper program and long term medication. You become you can become just like me, a woman who opens fire on FBI agents and steals children. <laughs> <laughs> Very much you know, on the level. This one. That was really funny. Uh, just a normal, well-adjusted, contributing member of society. <laughs> Oh my god! I tried to murder a young man who's trying but to look st- at my teeth. Yeah, yeah. Look at those chompers. Real special. Never torn to an eyeball once. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she starts to shake violently, doesn't she? This yeah. is creepy as shit. Don't drink soda is the lesson to be learned here, guys. Four ounces of foxglove extracted from a digitalis plant. We cultivated it ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a foxglove is a real deal. Digitalis is a real deal. It's actually used in some treatments for like cardiac issues, but it but you can OD on it and die. So and that's how much you need to OD on it and die because those girls know they already killed two people. Yeah, there well, you go. they used it to put them to sleep anyway. Yeah, I guess in, in a smaller dose it causes paralysis, and then high enough dose it straight uh straight night night straight, kills, straight yeah. shut shuts down the breather, the old breathing apparatus. <laughs> The old uh, cardiovascular, what you, what you may have. If you have a little bit, it paralyzes you. If you have a lot, it paralyzes you forever. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. But, yeah, when Sally asks girls why, you tell us. You made us. Because the writer doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm yeah, because she says, um, <laughs> she says um, that they were her mistake and... Or they say, like, we were your mistake or whatever because she says something like that. And she's like, I'm going to correct it. And she gets a knife. It's like, no, bitch, you're poisoned. You're about to die. Yeah. This is just a show for nothing. Put the knife down. Just Go peacefully into the good night. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's a compelling argument. I'm just saying. <laughs> What's she going to do when she's being poisoned to death? Chase two little girls? They can outrun her. They're children. They're very fast. Well, doesn't have a lot to lose, though. I'm just so. trying to imagine the psychic impression left in that room as you plunge a butcher knife into a child's death as you die from poison. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> well, anyway, Mulder, yeah. Scully, and a bunch of other law enforcement, they burst into the hotel and find Sally face down, dead. The girls are cowering in the corner. Oh, they're so terrified. We were all supposed to drink like that Jonestown boy. <laughs> <laughs> the one boy in Jonestown. The girls make up a story about poison. They mention they, her, and the other lady. Because the kids are hip to the story. I like this. Oh, me too. Yeah. They're saying all the right words because they're hip to the story. They're so they smart. Do this the whole episode. I yep. love it. What the lady it's look awesome. like, Josh? Like her. She just points. But dude, it is awesome. These two eight-year-old girls, granted, obviously, they're genetically engineered, like super geniuses, but they literally... 
fool this entire law enforcement task force yeah, by giving them information that they kind of w- want to know, right? right? That's or what they expect. Um, there's a Spanish really cool. window. It's got to be Eve eight. Um, she's still out there and, uh, yeah, no luck finding her. We just got to, uh, bring these girls home and Mulder apparently feeling very paternal, sort of paternal instincts. Yeah. is like, uh, Oh, we'll give him a ride. Maybe mm. one day me and Scully will have a couple of these rugrats running around. <laughs> Let's give it a try. <laughs> try to emphasize. <laughs> and then cigarette soaking man can shoot him in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Into the bay, bitch. Spoiler alert. <laughs> How dare and then you? he called it in. Um, <laughs> and make Josh and Dean want to kill themselves. But uh, I like me never watch the episode. Uh, yeah, there you go. I like the foreshadowing here, um, where they taste it has a sweet flavor, probably not perceptible in soda. Yes, this is oh, great. Shit, son. This is great. Oh, the way. So we'll let's go ahead and take uh, responsibility for the girls. They corral them and whisk them away. First, we're going to drop one of you off of foster care and the rest of you back in a normal home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just a fun family outing. How did... How, oh, never mind. They flew. Okay. Forget it. No. How did all these girls get in the same location? Weren't they across the country from each other? Was hmm. there a plane at some point that I missed? And They probably just didn't do the plane. They just didn't <laughs> just, so I'm like, what is, wasn't one girl in California three hours time difference and one girl's in Connecticut? That's How are they the same fucking point. place? Mm. This just did, came did she, to me. Did she fucking leave Tina locked up in that bathroom for three days? Uh, it seems or six so. days while she drove back and forth across the Tina, country? your mom has died. She's dehydrated <laughs> to death in the bathroom, which is strangely ironic, but it happened. This is, all right, well, this point, that's just Yeah, I me. guess Tina's just chilling in the bathroom. Slightly concerning, but okay. Hmm. Mm. Want to go to a truck stop, guys? Yeah, let's do it. Love a good Cause, truck stop. Because the girls got to go to the bathroom. Of course they do. Why didn't anyone tell them to go before they left? They're smart. Was it the dead body on the floor? I'm saying, why didn't Mulder or Scully tell them to go before they... You're always supposed to go to the bathroom before you leave on a trip. So you don't have to stop. Was it because of the dead body? Are you going to keep going? Is that why? <laughs> yes, I am. On this one? Sure. I'd go ahead and pull the ripcord on that one. <laughs> one of them was... Uh, <laughs> Was chained up in that bathroom. That might <laughs> For not be three some, days. <laughs> be get back most. in the bathroom now before we drive. I don't want to get in there. This is how parents do it, I think. I don't know. I'm not one. So get in there. Oh anyway, Mulder gets some soda for the kids and takes the girls to the bathroom. I mean, Scully takes kids to the bathroom because that'd be weird. <laughs> and uh, pass some classic arcade games. To diet to regular. One of the girls sneaks out of the bathroom immediately. She takes the sodas back to the table by conning the waitress and poisons two of the drinks. And Mulder almost catches her, but no, he just drinks it. Oh, it's really sweet for a diet. I'm going to, here, you try. No, I know it's diet. I saw her pour it. I'd be like, give me a new soda, Mm. bitch. This is not what I wanted. But Mulder's kind. He just drinks away. Yeah. I like Mulder. I like, the cover is good here. He just kind of laughs. He's like, okay. Yeah. It's like how I would imagine anyone would react when the kid says that to you. Like, yeah. I saw her yeah. pour it. Okay, you weirdo. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. It is pretty decent tension, too. Yeah. Just when, yes. when, when Scully and Mulder both have the drinks in their hand and they've both taken little sips and you don't really know, like, fuck, like how much they need before something starts happening. And obviously, like, it's, there's never the tension of, like, Scully and Mulder aren't going to die. But still, still there's tense. that, like, okay, like, what's, what's going to happen here? Yeah. Um, $5 for four sodas. Sounds like a pretty good deal. Buck fifty each. 
Sounds about right. Oh, now it costs yeah. $17 to get a soda at a movie theater. So I wish. Okay. Buck 25. Buck 25. Yeah. Math. Do math. They head outside. Scully notes the syrupy flavor of her, of, uh, of her soda. Hmm. Syrupy. Hmm. <laughs> I really did want a regular. <laughs> Mulder lifts his keys inside, uh, left his keys inside. So he heads back in to get them off the table. He runs in. On the table, he spots something. What does he spot, Jessica? It's green shit on the table. And he's like, oh, what's this? Sorry, I was too loud. Um, and it's poison. Right. Does a little touch him with his finger, a little sniffing, maybe a little lick. Right. Like, Ooh, Rums around on his gums a little. That's, that's pure cocaine. It's, the, it's a real deal. <laughs> Just rubs it, takes a takes a lick, as FBI agents are prone to do uh-huh. with dealing with unknown <laughs> drugs or poisons. I guess. Right up his alley. He's like, whoo, oh, damn, I want to start a business. Maybe ask that waitress <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking guy. Twi- got a lot of ideas to talk to you about in this ride, Scully. 20, a lot of ideas. 25 minutes later, he regrets everything. <laughs> I'm never going to taste that poison again. Mm. Not quite, though. He finds the green residue, doesn't he? Scully! Scully! Kind of tries to play it cool. Knocks the drink out of her hand. I mean, he's trying. It's like, it was the girls. And they're gone. Already gone. Yeah. These girls are sneaks. All right. And uh, what's what's that X-Files SOP? When in doubt? Draw your weapons and split up. That's it. That's it. (laughs) So you guys can be taken unawares. Perfect. Doesn't matter what it is, if it's an eight year old child or a serial killer or an alien, get your gun out and wander off in the darkness alone. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything. Nope. No flashlights. No, they don't like light in their faces. Just like the other lady. Just the one. Just the one. Also, might be a good way to catch them. <laughs> they scream every time a flashlight <laughs> tracks over them. <laughs> That's great. They should have tried that. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> as truck stops often do, they typically have truck drivers wielding shotguns. And serial killers often also. Just yeah. throwing that out there. I like this. You do have a white guy in a trench coat holding two young girls that are screaming. It's true. Definitely. Yeah, that's... He's like, I'm a, I'm a federal agent. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure you are, pal. Whatever serial killer says when they're trying to kidnap two young girls. But it does beg the question when Scully arrives that perhaps credentials could have come out or... Mm, yeah. He's too busy holding the two girls and his gun. Scully shows up right here. And, and she just has a gun out. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't... She'll get to our credentials later. Okay, gun first, credential second. We need a drama. We need, we need physical action here, so we get it. Yeah, and it's hard to get a lot of physical action when... You're dealing with two eight-year-old girls. Right. Just saying. <clears throat> a man okay. was formidable. But. They're formidable, but I'm certain grown adults can overwhelm them physically. <laughs> but anyway, a man with a shotgun confronts them, and uh, after that, the girls run, and Scully shows her badge then. So these guys don't then chase them. And, and so they can just kind of go like, oh, uh, womp, womp. Cool. <laughs> I'm gonna get well, this my, is a fun story to tell everybody when we get to the next truck cool. stop. Cool. I'm going to get my load of tomatoes to the grocery store. <laughs> but inside, they are told a bunch of school kids just left on a bus because they run back inside. So they hop in the car and give chase, but not really because Mulder's crafty. Yeah, I like this little bait and switch. Little mm-hmm. bait and switch. And where does he find them, Josh? Where does he find them? I call, you know what I call this hiding spot? 
The old Zarnia. The old Zarnia fucking <laughs> in the, old... the boat with the tar, motherfucker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's my exactly brother what I made thought. me do it. Right? That's exactly what yeah. happened here. This is. Yeah. Okay. Snagged him up. This is not where I was expecting this joke to go, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> you weren't expecting a Boston Marathon? Here we are. <laughs> joke? <laughs> too, too soon? I, I thought it might still be, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> nah, nah, that's fine. Hey, we're, hey, we're from Massachusetts, okay? We, can we, make get, we start. We definitely start the joke, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. consider Other it started. questionable. Consider it started. We win. <laughs> I thought that they're under a tarp. <laughs> Yeah. Ma- Mulder. Slick little Mulder, huh? He always knows where little girls hides. That fucking weirdo. <laughs> He's like, every time I chase the little girls, they end up in a boat with a tarp. I'm going to go there first. I'm Mulder. I'm a creep. <laughs> Seen this video. Seen this one. Snags, snatches him up, though. What'd you think of, uh, I guess Miss Reardon is more of a uh, nature versus nurture type. Yeah. As she- <laughs> <laughs> She's freaking me out, man. She fucking quit a, quickly uh, processes this information um, and just, I guess, burns burns young Sydney's picture. That's not my daughter. Okay, well, you okay. just raised her for eight years and uh, actually birthed her. You have videos of it, so yeah. just throw that out there for This you. chick is fucking weird. Um, You know... She's going to have a really tough time finding a new husband and a new family, just throwing it out there, because this is not a good story for, like, third date material. Oh, she she does a bottle of Tylenol and whiskey after this one and just goes to bed (laughs) forever. There are no Reardons anymore. (laughs) Welcome to the Reardon. Welcome to the Reardon. Welcome to the (laughs) (laughs) Reardon. She just starts slowly crossing off the whole name. Off the door. <laughs> One letter a day. Her neighbors are like, oh, boy. We should probably she's call got, somebody. She's got on the back of her, on the back of her uh, minivan. Uh, There's uh, just a uh, sick uh, figure of uh, just a woman. <laughs> They're all ripped off and shit. <laughs> There's like little, like those stickers always like rip when you try to pull them off. Yeah. There's like little, like little pieces of white by like where their feet like were. She's out there with there. a fucking snow scraper. Just fucking <laughs> hacking them off the goddamn window. God damn oh it. God. That's dark. That's the that's some dark <laughs> shit. <laughs> and she was never seen again. <laughs> some old guy by a fire telling kids. <laughs> and this is why you don't. Yeah. It's like the rest of development, the guy with the one arm. <laughs> this is why you don't go to in vitro clinics. <laughs> you end up with your whole family dead and you kill yourself. Oh, man. Oh, oh my God, kids get locked up though don't they yeah it's um let's put all the, the psychopath <laughs> high level super geniuses let's just kind of stick them together this is the beginning of a dc Neighbors. movie right they just yeah oh, yeah. oh it's coming it's mm-hmm. coming out i i've seen the preview it already came out at the end of and, fucking suicide squad oh also i guess it wasn't hyperbole because fucking eve eight walks in and nobody ever got a good look at her because nobody bats yeah. an eyelash. No, th- that is unacceptable. I'm afraid. <laughs> hey, no, you heard it. No, he's ever gotten a good look at her. This is no. not a good mental hospital slash prison slash dark, dank dungeon of sorts. But I do not know what it actually is. You know, it's a good way. You know what most wardens expect from their COs? 
to not have visual identification for prisoners. <laughs> they much prefer if they're not quite sure who's in their cell any given moment. I've watched a lot. No, there's, there's somebody in there. It's fine. As long as there's someone in there, we're going to get our money from this date. I've, I've watched a lot of prison movies recently, and I feel this is truly true to form here with prisoners who we don't know what they look like. And all the best friends and sibling twins are side by side as neighbors. All in the same Seems block. Very likely. Yeah. Honestly. Well, well anyway, how'd you know we come for you? Uh, we just knew. Just knew. So uh, that's it. That's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we do some listener commentary? Yeah. It's going to be a problem for me right now. Yeah, I know, because your computer's fucked. That's all right. You can go last. I'm going to go. I would like to start with um, Carmelita Valdez McCoy, I guess. And uh, she says, this one is equal parts campy and unsettling, which makes it a fun watch. Throughout this episode, the expression on Scully's face cracks me up. And we get two of the most cringeworthy interviews all in one episode. One, the regrettable meeting with Eve Six from her cell in lockdown. Shudder. Scully and Mulder walk. Uh, Scully and Mulder awkwardly trying to ask Skindy's mom how she conceived without implying anything in their questioning, but failing miserably. Yes, I agree with that. That's good stuff from Carmelita. Josh, uh, I just want to drop a quick one because we only said half a line, um, and uh, I don't think I've re- we've read a comment before. Jesse Wheeler said uh, this episode has one of my favorite lines of dialogue in season one. I paid too much attention to a guard, bit into his eyeball. I meant it as a sign of affection. <laughs> Eve Six was awesomely creepy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, she's a, a member as of today in that oh. in, on that page. Oh, very nice. Pretty cool. Nice. Welcome to the fold, Jesse Wheeler. Hopefully it didn't scare you away, because we hate women. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a woman. Marathon I didn't look bombers. at the picture. Is that a woman? Yes, that's a woman. Appears as a genetic female. I don't, I don't want to assume how you identify, Jesse, because God knows. You cisgender fuck. Jessica, do you have a... You, I'm, you I'm trying. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, her computer it's, shit, I'm, shit it. I'm on my phone, okay, on the Facebook fine. page reading Don't worry about it. Right I'm, I'm going to fire one more from uh, BC himself, if I could, Dean. Kaplow. Uh, real quick, nice pickup line by Mulder. That's a nice bunny. <laughs> um, also, how fast did Tina pick up on Mulder's productivity for cattle insect... In, he said insanguination, exsanguination. Um, hypothetical Josh, you're taxed with surveilling two FBI agents and need to implement a phone tap. Do you, A, call them, remain unresponsive when the phone is picked up, B, double-click the receiver when your subject is online, C, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, I like, uh, like, oh, so that's that's Mulder's signal for uh, that's... deep throat. The, and then <laughs> how does he know where the fuck to go? I know, like, I so know. When, when, whenever like, his phone rings anywhere in the country and somebody clicks it twice... He just goes to the nearest dock. <laughs> is that the plan? Meet me where the land meets the water. Okay. <clears throat> I found one. I found you managed? One. All right, cool. I'm going to read Benjamin Prue. Wow. Why, wow. That's awesome. Oh, okay. Um, it says, aliens, chemtrails, black helicopters. The show is often remembered for these things. What is yet another amazing thing about this show is its ability to just creep you the fuck out. Insert Eve. Eve is basically what would happen if Hannibal Lecter in the Overlook Hotel had a baby. And he also wrote The Shining. Hi, Jess. Um, There's always something extra scary about children that seemingly have no remorse or value for human life. Then there is Eve Six, who is absolutely terrifying in her one minute of screen time. Then an X-Files... Then an X-Files troop ends as we see the perpetrator seemingly 
about to go free again and then never heard from again. Did they know I would love this episode? I guess they just knew. Boom. I guess they just knew. Nice. Well done, Mr. Prue. Um, final thoughts on this one. Um, I guess I'll go first and then um, you can, you want to go next after that, Josh? You want to just wrap it up? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, I really like the, uh, I really like this episode. It's funny because when I thought back on it, I sometimes, I would, you know what I would do a lot with this because I'm not as well versed is I would mix episodes up as you've already heard me describe. And I was, and I was thinking, oh, this is a vampire episode, isn't it? And then as I'm watching, I'm like, oh no, it's the one with the creeps in the dungeon. So it's cool. Like going back and watching these is really fun for me. And uh, Eve was fantastic. I really liked it. And it was fun. I liked that it had some creepy children elements. I enjoyed the way they layered in the reveals. The tension was outstanding. Anytime you're dealing with a potentially poisoned drink, uh, that's just so much, that's so tense in cinema. Like, oh, is he going to drink it? Is he not going to drink drink it? <clears throat> so I liked that a lot. And uh, I especially liked <laughs> the crazy woman in the cell freaking us the fuck out. And then, of course, the reveal that they were all related. The, the, the image of, the, of all the girls in the cell was a great, a great moment in this episode. And uh, I really liked it a lot. In fact, I might, I might say if I'm going to go hate it, didn't like it, like it and loved it, I kind of love this episode and that mm. might be an overstatement, Mm-mm-mm. but I think I do, man. And, uh, and I think, and I think it goes back to something uh, you said quite succinctly, Josh, which is, it just has so, so much rewatchability and rewatchability to me is something that really pushes me into the love section. If it has a lot of repeat value, I typically love it. Like Starship Troopers. I love that movie. It's not wow. particularly good, but I love it, <laughs> you know? So, so something like that, but, um, uh, how about That's you, uh, Mr. Josh? Yeah, yeah, uh, not a lot to add. I'd say it's it's at least a very good episode. I don't, I'm not sure if I would put it as an all time great, but I'm positive. I would say I love it too. Nice, um, you know, especially as season one starts real strong. Then there's there's a couple of stumbling blocks as we have gone through. There's <laughs> a, you know, they're they're finding their way, and uh, but you get to this this kind of it's simple in that it's self contained. Um, your only really through lines are the, the characters themselves, their personalities, their backgrounds, um, you know, and then maybe Deep Throat's appearance. But there's also enough going on in the episode to keep you entertained. Great moments, um, some cool performances. It's everything you want. Um, creepiness, cool ending. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, this kind of thing is, uh, is what I really love about the X-Files, especially that early, the, this early season one kind of action. And uh, yeah, whatever it is specifically about it uh, makes for that that key rewatchability. Indeed, Jessica. I also love this episode. I just think it's so easy to watch, and it's Ooh. so much fun. And there's something so creepy about it. Still, having seen it so many times, mm. uh, it's still creepy because if you do a creepy kid right, it's always going to feel that way. Like you're always going to feel uncomfortable when you watch it. And you can, you know, you can screw it up and try to do a creepy kid and not get there. But this episode does it. They do a really good job. And it, I don't know if it's because they play the episode like the kids are the victims at first and then they turn it around. It, I think that's a really smart way point. to play the episode. Um, I think there's a lot to it. I think it's very smart. I think it's a lot of fun. 
And um, yeah, I don't know. I agree with everything you guys said, and I don't have a ton to add other than that. That was perfect. Thank you so much. Awesome. Um, all right. So uh, on the next on the next episode, Josh, what are we going to be talking about? Um, <clears throat> we're going to be busting out some terrible, terrible British accents, and we're going to oh, talk man. fire. Fire. Is it not fire? fire? Like that, that bad of an accent? Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. pretty cheesy. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. So that will be uh, next time, uh, not next week, not next Thursday, but the following Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Um, yeah. We're going to talk about, I want to get back to the schedule that I think we might have jumped weeks and you were talking about it, nah, the schedule it that works matter. better. Don't, don't worry about okay. it because it, it doesn't. Right. I thought about it and don't worry about that, but I do appreciate you looking out. Um, and then if you're a fan of the science fiction film podcast and you are a member, um, you know, we do a lot of bonus content on there. If you like X-Files, chances are you like science fiction and chances are you like our bonus content. The reason I'm telling you this and Josh doesn't even know this yet is because, um, Matthew and I recently covered Star Trek three on the bonus pod. And within the next month or two, we're probably going to be covering Star Trek four. And I would like to have Josh on that episode. <gasps> Because I know I know you're fond of that, and I think that'd be a really hilariously fun three way. So uh, keep your eyes peeled, keep that on your radar, Josh. And uh, and uh, with that, I think we're going to get out of here. So Josh, in the tradition of the X Files podcast by LSG Media, please tell these wonderful people good nights. We'll see you next week. We just knew. Oh.